JD Talking Sports. Drop the G on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. It is Wednesday, January 18th, 2017. All right, folks. We're going to get right to it. Get, get, six o'clock today. Announcements on MLB Network for the Hall of Famers. I'm, I'm going to wait till then. I decided let's get this podcast going. I had a lot of stuff I wanted to talk about. All right, Isaac, thank you so much. All right. Now, the T-Wolves are actively shopping Ricky Rubio, the point guard, and are willing to package him with Shabazz Muhammad. He's a small forward shooting guard. Now, Rubio is averaging about eight a game, eight assists, almost four rebounds a game. And Muhammad is averaging eight points and about 2.7 rebounds. I'd love him. Nets have nothing to give him. I'm thinking about local teams here. I'll tell you the truth. I would love him as the point guard here. I know we have Derrick Rose, but I think Rubio, long-term potential. I'd love him here in New York. He'd be great. Put him and Porzingis together, they'd have a field day with each other. Also, KD is hinted at re-signing with Golden State during the Chase Center. That's the new basketball arena in downtown San Francisco. It'll be fun playing in there, he said. We shall see. Now, they're playing tonight against Oklahoma City at home. It's a 10-30 game on ESPN. Golden State comes in the game 35-6. and OKC comes in 25-18. and They met once before November 3rd. Game was also in Golden State. Golden State blew out 122-96. Game was turned in the second quarter. Golden State outscored OKC 37-11. KD, Kevin Durant, that is, matched a career high with seven threes, 39 points. Westbrook had 20, but four for 15 shooting. Didn't get a triple-double, six rebounds, 10 assists. And Clay Hamilton is not playing tonight. He had 18 in the first meeting. Some personal matters. Should be a good game. Unfortunately for us on the East Coast who have to work, Kind of hard to stay up 10.30 at night to watch the game. Love to. Just need to sleep. Can't do it. I'll try to watch some of it. Probably not. But I'd love to. Well, here's a team that could use a point guard, but I don't think they would trade for him. Chris Paul's out the next six to eight weeks. He torn ligaments in his left thumb. Will have surgery today. Clippers 26-9 with Paul in the lineup. 17.5 points a game. Almost 10 assists. 5.3 rebounds. And he leads the NBA with 2.25 steals a game. And you know what? This, this this is just amazing. James Harden last night had his 13th triple-double, which would be phenomenal in any other year if Russell Westbrook wasn't having such a phenomenal year. I like saying the word phenomenal. He had his 13th triple-double last night, 40 points, 12 rebounds, 10 assists, and they lost to the Heat, who improved to 12-30. and 30. Houston dropped to 32-12. and 12. Hassan Whiteside had 14 points and 15 rebounds to lead Miami, but you can't be losing. I'm sorry. You can't be losing to Miami. An 11-win team. I'm so, maybe they're a little tired, but still, you gotta, you got to win those games. And the Pelicans were actually having exploratory talks about trading for Dwight Howard before the Hawks pulled everyone off the market. Now, I, you know, I feel like Dwight Howard is a bigger version of Carmelo. He's toxic. He did get to an NBA Finals with the Magic. Went to the Lakers. Didn't work out there. But everywhere he goes, you know, he puts up numbers, but he doesn't take your team to the next level. I wouldn't want him. You can, and the Knicks were going after him. They wanted him for a while. Thank God he didn't come here. Him and Carmelo would have been terrible. Just like A-Rod for the Yankees, I thought was toxic. Just toxic. Just toxic. Toxic. Crazy. Just crazy. It's going to be a good game. It should be a good game tonight, you know? And also, KD reflected on playing with uh, Russell Westbrook and 
and Harden, and he said it was like AAU basketball. He said we were just having fun. Man, if they would have kept those three guys together, sky would have been the limit. I, I thought those three guys were great together. It's amazing to think that those three were on the same court with each other. Wow. The good old days. The good old days. Now, college basketball, Creighton, their guard, Maurice Watson Jr., is out for the year with an AC, ACL tear. He led the well, he leads the NCAA with 8.5 assists per game. That's going to be tough. You're not going to come back from that one. Well, he isn't. He's going to have the rest of the season off. But, I'm, you know, Creighton, to replace a guy like that, that's the thing, too. The Clippers have to replace Chris Paul. And you think about that. And Rick Robio, they're trying to trade from the T-Wolves. Point guard's your quarterback. You know, once he goes down, someone has to step up, but you're missing something, especially a really good point guard. He just makes the whole team run. And UConn women last night won 98-58 at Tulsa, 90 seconds straight. They're 17-0, UConn 5-0. Kitty, Kitty Lou Samuelson had a career-high 34 last night. I like this name, Shug Dixon for Tulsa, 21, 92 straight. 17-0, 5-0 in the... American AAC, makes you, if you say it fast, you want to say ACC, but it's the AAC. And Tulsa fell to 5-13, and 1-4 and four in the AAC. And I thought this was funny. I saw this video. Sienna's coach, Jimmy Patsos, they showed him a video of him, like a, yeah, it was a little video of him shaking hands with nobody at the end of the game. He went to shake, he's the Sienna's head coach, went to shake the Ryder team, and, you know, at, at the end of the game, they do a line. Well, they were gone. Ends up they had a a fight. Two players got ejected. That both coaches got tees. Four technicals total. And Ryder left the court immediately after the game. Sienna won seventy eight sixty eight. So Jimmy Patsos, they have a video of him walking down the aisle and just going, "Hey, hey, nobody here, nobody here, nobody here." It's kind of funny to watch. If you get a chance, look it up, and you can see one of Ryder's players looking at him, going, "What the hell is this guy doing?" And, and it, you know, these conferences are crazy. Now, you don't take you have to take the records into consideration because they usually, some of them play really tough non-conference schedules to start the year. Some of them take, take cream puffs. Well, Siena's improved to 5-3 and three in the MAC and 8-11 overall, and Ryder fell to 4-4 four four of the conference, 11-8 overall. Just like FDU is 5-1 in the conference, and they're under 500 on the season. Yeah, they actually play tomorrow. FDU plays tomorrow. Good time. Very exciting. I thought that was kind of funny about Siena. And what would the show be without without having some more Knicks drama? And there's plenty. There's plenty. Now, yesterday, he film met with Carmelo. It was a short conversation. Asked him, hey, Carmelo, you want to stay with the Knicks? And he tells Phil and Steve Miller that he wants to stay. Now, Carmelo said that my say is what I can do, what I want to do, and dealing with the guys who are on my team. He said that's what he cares about. Everything else is irrelevant to him. He feels that him and Phil, relationship beyond repair. He's moving forward, regardless over the question about his loyalty to the Knicks. He said, focuses on playing basketball and staying with these guys. Now, him and Dirk, no, Dirk Nowitzki, are the only players with a no-trade clause in the NBA, the current NBA players. I thought that was pretty cool. Now, Knicks play tonight in Boston. They're 18-24. Boston's 26-15. and 15. They've lost four in a row in Boston and four in, a low, four in a row to the Celtics. And Knicks have also lost 
Carmelo still has two and a half years left on his five-year, $124 million and change deal that he signed before the 2014-2015 season. And they're thinking about, well, Hornacek is thinking about moving Carmelo to the power forward full-time. He, some, he said, sometimes it's a chance you have to take. I agree. And, and Hornacek said he may bench Noah on Wednesday night. Joakim Noah might be benched. He said, if Porzingis plays, may move Anthony to power forward. Noah is one of the team leaders. And his reaction to the, to the demo, no, demotion would be telling. Yes, it would be very telling. And a lot of guys aren't happy as it is. And I thought this was quite telling, actually. Carmelo is 74th out of 80 small forwards in defensive, real plus minus. This means it measures a player's impact on team defense. When Melo's on the floor, they are seven points worse defensively than when he's off the court. Seven, that's a, seven points, that's kind, of, that's kind of, you know, that's a lot of points. And 74th out of 80 small forwards making over $24 million a season. Now, he can score. I'm not going to deny it. Carmelo can score with the best of them. He has three Olympic gold medals. He is the all-time Olympic scoring leader. That means to me, bubkiss. Don't care. You're in the biggest market in the world, and you are toxic to this team. You slow the ball, then that's what Phil had to talk with you early this season. You, 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 when the ball gets to you, everything gets slowed down to a detriment. On defense, you're a total detriment. He's still, I, I was talking to a guy today. He said, you remember the when they lost, T.J. McConnell did that spin move and beat the Knicks in Philly, 98-97. And you saw Carmelo with his, you know, looking around. He was still pissed because Porzingis shot a, an air ball three on the last possession. He was pissed he didn't get the ball. But we were talking how his hands weren't even up, didn't even play any defense, got faked out of his shorts. I'm not a fan of him at all. I told you I would drive him out of the city right now. Pack him up. Let's go. And I, I thought this was interesting today. Landon Collins said the Giants defensive backs declined an invite from the wide receivers to attend the Miami boat trip. Said they did their own thing and he laughed, but he wasn't going to talk about it. That's the way it's supposed to be. Something maybe, you know, OBJ could learn and Antonio Brown could learn something from. And they fixed the hole in the Green Bay locker room that OBJ knocked, knocked out, which is nice. I think it was a good move by Landon Collins and the team. He, you know, he wanted to, he said that was their thing. They want to do their own thing. I agree. And actually, the next day, they said that uh, Dominic Rogers Camardi and Trevor Wade were in the locker room early that morning working out the next one, which is what you're supposed to be doing getting ready for a playoff game. But it's the generation now, man. It's all about me. You know, I, some guy put a, I, I went on Instagram today. I can't even remember who did it. He put some stupid video of himself. I don't even know what he's doing. I put it on. I'm like, what is this? And he's got 18,000 likes probably watching that. Hey, look. What do I know? I would think that the most important thing is playing, winning is everything, but they're more concerned about how many followers they have and just posting everything they do. We're not that interesting, folks. I don't care if you're an athlete. It's not that interesting. Watching your workout, okay, I work out all the time. You don't see me posting anything. I know, I'm not that famous. I'm not the level of these guys, but still, a little ridiculous on my front. A little ridiculous. Nets last night lost to the Raptors' One nineteen oh nine. One nineteen one oh nine. Yeah, one nineteen one nineteen oh nine. That would have been a that would have been a blowout. One nineteen one oh nine at Barclays. Corey Joseph filled in for Lowry 
had a career-high 33 points. Brooke Lopez had 28-8. They were again outscored. That third quarter is their elixir. They were outscored 34-24 in the third. DeMar DeRozan, 36 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists. Karis LeVert had 14 off the bench. Nets fall 8-33. Raptors 28-13. 11th straight loss. They, and they haven't had that. Jeremy Lin's been out for all 11 games. 16th loss in the last 17 games. Nets were 7 for 26 from 3. Toronto over 52% from the field. And, and this was interesting. The Nets are 0-4 when Brooke Lopez rests. And also, they haven't won a game when he comes back. And on those comeback games, Brooke Lopez is averaging over 24 points a game. And in those 11 losses without Lin, they've been outscored by an average of 14 points a game. Now, in the third, Toronto won an 18-7 run. And then Karis LeVert, he scored the last 10 points the Nets had in the quarter. They get within 7, 92-85. They didn't get any closer. But how about that? 11 straight, 16 of the last 17. And people ask, you know, on JD Talking Sports, drop the G. Why do we talk about the Nets? Hey, you know what? I'm East Coast. have to talk about these teams because one day, not this day, but one day the Nets are going to be good. And then you'll be like, hey, you know what? I remember that time that JD talked about the Nets and now they're really this great team and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I do it. That's why. All right. And the Islanders, gone. Jack Capuano, no more. Six-plus seasons, won over 210 games, second all-time to Al Arbor for most career wins. Garth Snow, who's been the general manager since 2006, is he next? Al Arbor leads the franchise with 227. Capuano won 210 Three playoff appearances last four years. Two 100-point seasons. Doesn't mean, does not mean diddly diddly. Islanders 17-7, 17-17-8. They break even. Last place in the Eastern Conference. And starting goalie Yaroslav Halak was sent to the minors. They owe him more than $7 million. Something's not right when they pay him that much money and he's not playing. Also, John Tavares, their star forward, he's a free agent after the season. Snow, one playoff series win in 10-plus seasons with the Islanders. And Snow, this, I thought this was interesting, what Garth Snow said. I just worry about what I have to do on a day-to-day basis. As managers, we can't control anything else but what we do on a day-to-day basis. You know what? I try to do the same thing. You only can control today. Nothing exists except this moment. And I'll tell you, they got new owners on the team. That I think they're, they're getting a little tired. Garth Snow, watch your back. You could be out of here quite soon. Now, here's some interesting notes on Green Bay and Atlanta. Dan Reeves is comparing Rodgers... Aaron Rodgers to Stallback, who he played four years with and had another seven years as an offensive assistant to Tom Landry. They both captain comeback, man. I'll tell you, every time Stallback got the ball at the end of the game, you thought something was going to happen. He was my favorite. I love Stallback. He actually has a Thanksgiving Day flag football game that I want to get into, very much so. And the Falcons, last five games, 5-0, Ryan, 73% completion percentage, 14 touchdowns, no interceptions, his passer rating, 131.8. Rodgers is 115. Brady's 100.5. Think about that. That is serious. I, I don't know what it's going to translate to come game time Sunday, but I'll tell you, I'm curious. You got me hooked. And I thought Antonio Brown, the Pitts, you know, Steelers are playing at the Pats this weekend. A little late with the apology and of course he put it on twitter social media you know i think it would have been better with a uh, talking to the media but no i put it on twitter which is kind of like you know i could write anything i think i would have liked to have seen it in person he said let my emotions and excitement get the best of me and i wanted to share that moment wasn't your place no not at all 
Not at all. And I read a great article in the Times uh, in Sport Illustrated about Big Ben talking about, well, it really was about him. He wasn't really interviewed in it. But that, you know, he had the two rape allegations against him. And the women can't talk. It's sealed. I think he settled with one. And the other one, he said, didn't happen. But that's not important. But he grew up in Finley, Ohio. And they talk about him not not, not well, actually. And he actually doesn't put that, that he's listed from that. He combined two towns. And that's what he says. When you see him, that's where he says he's from. But they talk badly about him. And they said he's changed a lot since he has three kids now. But I remember that time, you know, he was told not to wear to you know wear him with his motorcycle didn't he was seriously injured in an accident he did a lot of dumb dumb stuff when he was younger but i mean you look at now you look at his resume he set a rookie record with 13 straight wins he was the, next next year he was the youngest signature caller to win a super bowl actually you know what let me tell you he had one of the worst super bowl performances ever I'm not going to give, you know, they won, they won in spite of him. I think he threw for like 50, 60 yards that game against Seattle, which Seattle still says that there was calls against them. But I digress. 13th season this year, 29 touchdowns. He's 10th career in passing yards with over 46,000. Ninth in TDs, 301. Eighth in passer rating, over 94. Seventh in game winning drives, 39. But one playoff victory in the last five years, and that was last year with the Cincinnati meltdown against them. I'm, you know, hey, I'll tell you both games. A lot of people, prognosticators are going, hey, nobody's picking the Steelers. I got Steelers, Green Bay, and the Super Bowl. That's me. I'm sticking with it. Brian Winters, who I talked about yesterday, four-year, $29 million deal, $15 million guaranteed, said his rotator cuff, cuff surgery will need five to five and a half months of rehab after December surgery. Okay, we'll see. We're going to see, right? And I have some Cowboy news here. How about this? Sean Lee was named to his secretary of Pro Bowl as replacement for Panthers, Luke Kukli, who had some concussion issues by the end of the year. And there's another guy. Look at, look at these stats. Tony Romo, 156 games with the Cowboys, over 34,000 yards, 248 touchdowns. Now he's 36, two straight years with injuries. He had two broken collarbones in 2015. He broke a bone in his back this past year. In the third preseason game. Now you think, you know, you know, Jane, you, know you think that, Where could he go to? Now, I did, I thought this today, and I know this is a crazy one, but I thought of Carson Palmer with the Cardinals. You know, he's on the downswing, but I don't think that Bruce Arians is going to get rid of him. And then, you know, Denver's still at the top of the list. They said the Jets are at the bottom. They really have to rebuild. They said Chicago Bears. I don't think he's going to go to the Bears because the Bears are not a good team. Denver is an interesting one, but... I don't know if he's going to do that. I don't know if Elway's going to bring in an older guy. And he's brittle. I don't know. It should be interesting. I guess we'll see, right? And they'll save a lot of money if they cut him before the season. They do have salary cap issues. Now, the Niners are going to offer the head coaching job to Kyle Shanahan and the offensive coordinator at the, of the Falcons. They said they're willing to wait for him. And it kind of opened up after the offensive line coach for the Seahawks, Tom Cable, said he is staying with the team despite interviewing for the Niners job. I haven't heard, I haven't heard Kyle, Kyle Shanahan say he's taking the job. And that, that is a major rebuild. But we'll see. I thought this was kind of, you know, yesterday Muhammad Ali would have been 75. May he rest in peace, the greatest 
15 paintings, paintings by Ali were being donated to the being donated to the Muhammad Ali Center in Louisville, Kentucky. There, they were given to Leroy Neiman and him and Ali's wife, Lonnie, are going to donate them to the center. They were done in pastel, watercolor, pen, marker, and crayon. And they were created between 1964 and 2005. I'd be curious to see what they are. I really want to go to that museum. I really do. I really do. And I talked yesterday about if you get a chance, Port Authority, bus terminal in New York, there is an exhibit up. Michael Gaffney had a thing up his year with Muhammad Ali, 1977 through 78. Actually, there's a couple ones up when he he lost the title and won the title against Leon Spinks. Leon Spinks. I had read a story that he made over $10 million and his accountants couldn't keep track of the money. He went broke. They couldn't keep the money. He just was spending it. He had, they said he was having a field day, but they couldn't keep control of the money. I always thought that was interesting. I mean, now it makes you think of the A-Rod show with all these athletes, ex-athletes who are broke or have money issues. If you've never had it before and then you're given, you know, things happen, right? Now, Jose Bautista, who said he wouldn't give the home team a discount, well, he stayed with the Blue Jays. One-year deal, $18 million, could max out at three years, $60 million, with options and incentives. He just finished a five-year, $65 million deal. So he's getting a pay raise. Last year, he only played 116 games, 22 home runs, 69 RBIs, 234 batting average. We'll see if he comes back strong. Now, it, uh, Barack Obama has been a very, very 